This is the Action Network Podcast. And this one is good. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network podcast. I'm Brandon Anderson, joined as always by Raheem Palmer. And today we are coming at you with our AFC preview blitz. We are going to fly through the entire AFC in 45 minutes with a quick rundown and a best bet from each of us for every single team. Raheem, I'm not sure our podcast blitz quite made it home in the NFC version. Do you think that we will get to the proverbial quarterback any better here? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to get to him. And it's going to start right now by, you know, limiting this segment and getting straight to it. (laughs) So who we have? We got the Kansas City Chiefs first, right? We got the Chiefs first, but let me uh, finish up here a bit. Don't don't forget, listeners, to check out the four hours of win totals from Stucky, Raybon, and Kerner. Uh, right here in the podcast feed. Make sure to get the NFC preview blitz that we did, Raheem and I, earlier this week. Yes, today is the AFC. We are not doing traditional over-unders here for the most part, but just what everything else is in play. So Super Bowl, conference, division winner, order finish, alternate over-unders, anything we can find to win you some cash. So yes, as always, odds today are from BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. We uh, ranked teams 1 to 16, Raheem and I. So that is the order we are going through them today, top to bottom. And as Raheem said, that means we are starting the blitz off with the team to beat in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. So Raheem, here's my question for you. The Chiefs have won 12, 13, and 14 games the last three seasons. They are just crushing everyone. So is this team just going to steamroll through the entire conference again? No, I don't think they're going to steamroll through the entire conference. When you looked at them last year, they were like 8-0 and in one-score games. I mean, this team struggled. They weren't just blowing everybody out. You look at some of these games. Look at the game against Carolina. It was a one-score game, and they, they struggled. So, I mean, you got the Super Bowl hangover coming. I'm going under 12 and a half wins. I know it's risky because it's Patrick Mahomes, but this team still can't stop the run. They did fix the offensive lineup, but – They're not that deep at receiver. I don't think they're going to run through the league. I'm going under. Yeah, I worry about the Chiefs a little bit. I'm I'm not super worried. I'm not out on them necessarily, but there are just a lot of maybe orange flags on this team. Maybe not quite red flags, but the defense, I, I really don't like this defense. The run defense has been in big trouble for a long time now. Uh, I have them on my position groups. I have them bottom 10 on edge rushers and linebackers and cornerbacks and then bottom 10 overall defensively. And if you are that bad on defense, you have to be the Mahomes God level on offense in order to get by. And and so maybe they are still that, but this is a team that has, you know, paid so much for Mahomes and they should, he deserves it. But if you got Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, you got Jones on defense. I don't know who is the next best guy on the team. You know, like, I feel like this is the year where some of those depth issues start to crop up a little bit. So yeah, I'm just, I'm a little worried about the team. I thought about the 12 five as well. Here's the crazy one. So Raheem, you know, from our NBA podcast, I love my long shots. I think I let our listeners down. 
I did not do many long shots in the first, uh, in the NFC preview, but I am coming with the long shots today. So here's my long shot here. I like your 12.5 under. I like Denver and the Chargers both. We'll come back to it later. Kansas City Chiefs to finish third in the division, plus 700. Matt is going to explode. I'm not out on it. I'm not, I, I still think they can make the playoffs. I just think. The wrong injury or the wrong spot, I think they could really be troubling. I'm not going to go much on it. It's just a little sprinkle. One thing I would note is that the Chiefs play the first two weeks against the Browns and the Ravens. We're going to talk about them next because they are the next two teams in the AFC. So if you like the Chiefs, if you think that Raheem and I are crazy, don't bet them right now because there's a pretty good chance they're going to lose one of those games and you're going to get better odds after that. So if you do want to play Kansas City, you need to wait for one of those two games for one of those losses that might come. And then that's the moment for you. Um, I, I do, I do kind of agree with that, but I, I just, to me, I, I just don't think it's their gear. I mean, when you look, I, I'm not really a big fan of playing teams that come off a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, when you look yeah. at the 2020 49ers, I mean, they, I mean, they struggle the 2019 Rams, Every single team, except for the Patriots, has had a vicious Super Bowl hangover. So, I mean, if Patrick Mahomes can overcome that, so be it. Yeah, I think so. So let's move on to the Browns and the Ravens. They are the next two teams. I've got the Ravens second on my board. You've got the Browns second on yours. So let's start out with the Browns. And I I have to wonder if the Browns were not the Browns, if you could give them a different jersey and a different team name, would they be my Super Bowl pick? Because I kind of think that they might be. I think it's just that Browns thing that's holding me back a little bit. Here's what I like about the team. They have added so much talent there. They're getting Jadavian Clowney, and he's going to be getting single teams opposite Miles Garrett. You can't block like four guys on both of them. That's not how football works. Miles Garrett last year had COVID, and that was an issue. And Dexter Warder's back. They got John Johnson, who I love at safety. They brought in Anthony Walker. I love the draft. Greg Newsom and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora, I think is going to help out this defense a lot. The offense is already good. And to me, this is a complete team with one question mark. And the question mark is Baker Mayfield. And I think that that is an answerable question mark. Baker really stepped up the last like seven or eight games last year. Once he got the hang of the offense, there are a lot of positive signs here. So I can see where you're high on, on the Browns. What else do you like about Cleveland this year? I mean, I think the big thing is the secondary is actually healthy. I mean, you mentioned Denzel Ward. We got Greedy Williams coming back. They they, they signed, you know, guys like John Johnson and, and Troy Hill. I think the, the, the secondary is going to be big. I mean, the defensive line is solid. But then when you look at – look at the Browns last year. They had – they played in multiple games where you had 30 to 40 mile-per-hour wins against Las Vegas, Houston, Philadelphia. So – you know, a lot of people are going to blindly look at their Pythagorean expectation and, you know, you see that they were only expected to win 7.7 games and they won 11. So, you know, traditionally that would mean that you're you're looking to fade this team. But a lot of that had to do with some of the other factors, the, the wind factor and the weather factor. They had poor injury luck on defense. Chubb even took that knee at the one against Houston. That ch- that that one score changes their point differential. You know, in the first half of games, they were solid. I'm a big fan of Kevin Stefanski. You guys know I want the UPenn. This guy actually won a championship as a football player at UPenn. Graduated University of Pennsylvania in 2004. You know, 
I'm always going to ref for the home team. Cleveland team, they can run the ball. If you can run the ball, you can play defense. You know, they got Odell Beckham coming back. They got everything you need. This is a Super Bowl winning team. Take the Browns plus 1,600 to win the Super Bowl, plus 750 to win the AFC and over 10 and a half wins. Wow. All in on the Browns and some Quaker love too. I love it. So (laughs) here's my only pushback on it. I had the Super Bowl 1,600 as my best bet on the team. And it's my only Super Bowl pick out. All the teams are doing that. That is the eighth favorite right now. And I think that that's too low. I think the Browns are probably the fourth or fifth favorite to me. Here's my only pushback. Who do the Browns play in week one? Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. And I like the matchup for Cleveland. I, I like that the, the Cleveland running attack should be able to really hurt Kansas City. However, I've thought that for years about Baltimore. And then I get crushed every single season when Baltimore gets rocked by Kansas City. So I think the most likely scenario is that the Browns start 0-1. They're facing the Chiefs. So I'm not betting the 1600 because I'm going to wait and then bet it after week one. And that's when, I, that's when I'm I really like that. in on the Browns. Here's the I, problem, I, I, I think that's a good one. If the Browns beat the Chiefs, I lost the number and I'm never getting it back again. So I'm stuck a little bit, but that's the one where I like my play is I'm just picking Baltimore and Cleveland to finish top two in the division, either order minus 125. To me, that's free money. Like I don't like Pittsburgh. Cincinnati is not doing it. These are the two teams to beat in that division and maybe in the AFC. So I, I love that one a lot. I might play enough of that to get me a little more money that I'm going to pay out and put that into my Brown Super Bowl odds. Cleveland fans, get excited. I think this is the real deal. Let's talk about the other team in that division, the Baltimore Ravens. So you aren't quite as high on the Ravens as the Browns, but you do have them top three in the AFC. Talk to me about the Ravens. I mean, I think the Ravens, we are, we know what they are. I mean, they've, they've consistently drafted well. They're going to have a good defense. They're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, the, the issue remains with the Ravens. Can they beat you coming from behind? Can they throw? Can Lamar Jackson throw to the outside, to the hashes? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Because, you know, if they're playing one of these upper echelon teams, they haven't proven that they can throw their way back into the game. And I think that's why I have Cleveland over them. Because I just think Baker right now, I mean, I hate to say it, but if I'm going to war with a quarterback, I might want Baker more oh than Lamar just because, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. He he gives you a – if you're not going down in a game, he might give you a better chance. If, if you're down in a game, Baker might give you a better chance. And and I also think Kevin – I have more respect for Kevin Stefanski and what they're doing with that offense than I do with the Ravens offense. So – I think the Ravens are solid. I mean, I think you got to go over 10 and a half wins just because I'm not really that high on this division outside of the Browns and the Ravens. I think the Steelers are weak. We'll get to them later. I think the Bengals are weak. We'll get to them later. So I think over 10 and a half wins is good. Yeah, I love the Ravens in the regular season. I don't know yet how I feel about them in the playoffs. I want to get there. Uh, Raheem, you and I talk NBA a lot. The Ravens remind me a lot of the Milwaukee Bucks, but the Milwaukee Bucks from like three months ago where they're kind of this regular season juggernaut, but we, we stopped caring. Like we see the defense dominate. We see their MVP dominate. We know what's going to happen. They're going to pile up a lot of wins, but we haven't seen it when it really matters. And I guess the good news for Ravens fans is the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions right now and things worked out there. And so if, if they're Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is Lamar Jackson in this case, if he can show up in the moment and, and still do his thing in the playoffs, then I think that there's real hope there. 
What I love about the team is I think they're a regular season juggernaut. The offensive line is going to be a lot better, especially the run blocking. Uh, I love Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator. The Ravens blitz a lot. They play a ton of man coverage. They've been top 10 defensive DVOA in three straight years and top 10 on run defense, five straight years. Another thing I love about this team is that John Harbaugh is the old special teams whiz. And this team always, always has an edge in special teams. Nine straight years, they've been in the top quarter of the league and they've been top four in seven of those nine years. And you might think that that's not much, but special teams can be like a win or two per season that, you know, Justin Tucker hitting yet another field goal out there. So I just think that the schedule looks good. Uh, the top seven quarterbacks on Milwaukee's schedule all come, or sorry, not Milwaukee, on Baltimore's schedule all come to Baltimore. So I love them in the regular season. I'm playing them at plus 550 to be the one seed in the AFC. I don't know if I'm ready yet to keep betting them after that. It helps if they are the one seed, but I really like the Ravens this year. All right. Well, that is our top three teams. Let's move to the fourth team, which for you, you think still is a Super Bowl contender. I don't think this team is a Super Bowl contender. That's the Buffalo Bills. I think the AFC is very top heavy. I think this is our fourth team in the AFC, but I am not a believer in the Bills in the playoffs. To me, this team is very limited to Josh Allen and Brian Dable. And I like the combo, but it's not a great defense. It's pretty good. It's a blah run game. The offensive line is fine. I love what Dable is doing. They're passing aggressively on early downs, but I don't really trust Josh Allen yet quite. Like I trust him. He's clearly good now. I'm just not sure that he's that top, top echelon. Last year, Allen jumped from 35th in completion percentage over expectation. So that's kind of like, how much better are you doing than what the throws are lining up? You jumped from 35th to second last year. Against the Blitz, he jumped 25th to third. Clearly, he's good. Listen, Bill's Mafia, he's good. Josh Allen is good. I'm wrong about that from years past. He's good. I just don't know if he's great. I don't know if he quite has that top level. That seems like regression to me, that those numbers are going to drop a little bit. So I'm not super into the team here, but I hate the rest of the division. So I still like Buffalo pretty well overall. You think they can win the Super Bowl? Sell me on it. I mean, I'm not really big on them winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to be honest with you. I do think they're prone from some regression. I mean, I just kind of, at this point, you kind of got to give Josh Allen the benefit of the doubt, especially when you got guys like Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders. I think, I mean, we know that this offense is going to be good. I do think the defense should have, should improve, but I'm not really seeing any value in terms of the betting markets. I think, you know, the win total is 11. I, I'm not seeing any value there. I think, our very own Simon Hunter recommended going under, but I, I'm not necessarily sure I really want to go under. I am a lot higher on the rest of the division than you are. I think the Patriots should be better. I actually think the Jets should be a lot better. We'll get to those teams later. So I, I don't really want to touch this. I just think they're, they are clearly proven to be one of the upper echelon teams. How far, if they can make the leap, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I like the Simon underplay also, but my problem is that the schedule is so soft Here's the quarterbacks that this team faces. First of all, the division, they get to face Tua, Zach, and Mac for six games. That's six games against like these brand new quarterbacks that we have no idea if they're good at all yet. And then they get Darnold and Lawrence and Jameis and Tyrod and Wentz and Fitzpatrick. That's 12 games against like, whoa, who are these quarterbacks? Like some of those guys might turn out good eventually. 
but I just see a lot of wins out there. I project Buffalo only at 10.7, which I think is very conservative. Even then, I still have them winning the division by 2.3 games. So to me, the play is that. It's just win the division. Minus 160. I don't see any way Buffalo doesn't win this division unless Allen completely implodes. The other thing, too, we talked about Tampa and the NFC. I think Tampa and Buffalo are the two teams that are almost locks to win the division. You can combine those for plus 150 if you play both to win. So I'm just keeping on to win the division. I do think Buffalo could get a bunch of wins if things go right, but I, I don't want to play them beyond that. So you talked about liking some of the other teams in this division. The next team on our list is the, the one team, I think, on the entire NFL that you and I disagree the most about. And today has been especially bad for my, uh, for, for my feelings on this team. That is the New England Patriots. So let's talk about the Patriots. Stephon Gilmore is going to the PUP list. So he's out for the first six weeks. That's maybe their best defensive player. Cam Newton is out. That's the big news. Cam is gone. Mac Jones is a starter. We're going with the rookie. So I, I didn't love the Patriots before, but I thought they had a high floor. I'm really, really out on this team. I think now you like them. So why do you like the Patriots? I, I need, we got to go back and forth on this one. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is that this defense is going to be solid. They picked up a bunch of guys. I mean, here's the thing. We all knew going into last year, this is a team that had the, the, the most COVID losses in the league. I mean, they had all these opt-outs. Now you're getting guys back. You, you signed Hunter Henry. You, you signed Johnny Smith. You signed Nelson Aguilar. You signed Kendrick Bourne. You signed guys on the defensive side of the ball. So to me, I just think this defense is going to be solid. I think, you know, you get Kyle Van Noy back. He spent that one season with the Dolphins. You get Jalen Mills. Now, a lot of my Eagles fans will complain about him, but I just think, you know, you put a guy in Belichick's system and they're going to be solid. And I think they spent all this money and I think it's going to it's going to play out well. I think Mac Jones, he looks like a solid quarterback. I'm going over nine wins. I think oh, this team boy. is a I, I think this team is a playoff team. I mean, if you from what I've seen in the preseason. I like what I saw from this team. I, I just think this is a, ba- a bounce back here. They're not going to win any Super Bowls like we've saw from the Tom Brady Patriots. But this is a team that's going to challenge for the play- postseason. Boy, we uh, we are just head to head on this one because my best bet on the Patriots is them to miss the playoffs at minus one thirty five. I just don't see it, and it really today it was the final blow for me. I, I kind of thought that Cam Newton was the quarterback for this team, and I know it seems like Newton might just be washed and maybe. Cam getting cut just saved me from myself on this one. I just feel like for this roster, what you had was what I liked was you had a pretty good defense. You have a very good offensive line, a bunch of good tight ends. Now like that seemed to me like play Cam Newton, run the ball. We don't need to pass. We can't pass. That's fine. We don't have any receivers in the team anyway. Just bludgeon the defense with Cam over and over and over again. Let the defense do the thing. Now Cam is gone. And I'm like, okay, what is the offense? Mac Jones is a rookie who was the fifth quarterback taken in the draft who shouldn't have been a first round pick. And he's just the day one starter. Damian Harris. I don't know. Maybe he's good at running back, but he hasn't done a lot yet. Their receivers are terrible. Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry. Look, Mac Jones has been throwing the last couple of years to Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Henry Ruggs. Like, Mac Jones receivers at Alabama were so much better than anyone. He's going to be looking around like, where are my guys to throw to? I have New England bottom eight in my position rankings at quarterback and running back and receiver. And the only other teams in the NFL, the entire NFL that have worse position players is Houston and Detroit. That's the two worst teams in the league. 
So I just, I know Belichick is, is just a magician. We just assume it's going to work, but I kind of think Belichick's losing his fastball a little bit. Back to the basketball references. We, we might be getting like a, a late stage pop here. And I guess, I don't know. I, I think he's bit off more than he can chew with this Mac Jones thing. So I, I'm fading them in the playoffs minus 135. Now we got to flip it because we go the other way. My number five in the AFC is a team that you're not so high on. So I'm going to make the case for the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Chargers just scream positive regression all over the place. I like so much about what the Chargers are doing. The first thing I like is the offensive line. They remind me, the Chargers do, of last year's Browns. We saw what happened when the Browns went from an abysmal offensive line to suddenly the best in the league. I don't think the Chargers are going to be best in the league suddenly, but they brought in Corey Lindsley. Adding an awesome center makes everything else better, makes the quarterback better. Brian Balaga hopefully stays healthy. He's always good if he's healthy. Rashawn Slater is on the other tackle. He's really good. Uh, Last year's line was 31st in pass blocking and 29th in run blocking, and they were injured all year. Just improving that line is a huge difference. Another thing, just improving the coaching is a huge difference. Anthony Lynn, bad, real bad. Lots of screwed up stuff. Like every time you bet the Chargers, Look, if you're better, I didn't have to tell you. If you bet the Chargers, you're watching the game, you're like, what are you doing, Anthony Lynn? You're screwing this up again. Now we brought in Brandon Staley. We brought in Joe Lombardi to run the offense. I like what that's going to be for the offense. It's just replacing badness with competence is already a huge thing. And speaking of which, the special teams. The Chargers special teams was like historically bad last year. They're absolute dead last on special teams the last two seasons They were negative in all five areas of special teams. They're historically bad at punting. Again, new special teams coach. Just getting to average on that is worth an extra win or two. I just think there's a lot of things about this team that just replacing the very, very bad thing from last year and getting it to even average is going to get them into the playoff mix. And if it happens to be good, then the Chargers can be really good. You know, I just think we're – I think – See, it's not that I'm not high on the Chargers. I do. I, I'm a believer in Justin Herbert. I just think we're a year too soon in this team. I, I just, to me, I, I like Brandon Staley, but he doesn't have that many pieces to work with on this defense. He doesn't have Aaron Donald. He doesn't have Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he has Bosa, but I mean, outside of that, I'm not seeing a lot of depth on his defense. So I'm not expecting this defense to, to go out there and dominate in the same way that the Rams did. I think there's two other teams in the division that are obviously better. And I think that's the thing that's keeping me away from, you know, really jumping on the bandwagon. So I've seen some money on the over nine wins, but I, I just think it's, I'm, it's cutting it close. So I'm going to play the Chargers at plus 230 to make the wild card. I think that we talked about that on our last podcast with Exotics. Uh, I just, I like their chance at the playoffs. I also think that the AFC is just really pretty soft overall. Like I have almost a hard time coming up with seven playoff teams. I think that it could be, you might get nine and eight and still make the the playoffs. So I agree. We'll talk about the Broncos in a second here, but uh, I think that they can, you know, make the wild card, even if the Chiefs and the Broncos both make the playoffs. One thing I will say is that, you know, I'm, I'm really big on playing second year quarterbacks to win MVP. And I think there's some value on Justin Herbert. If you, you want to look that direction, because if the chargers are a playoff team, it's going to be because Justin Herbert. So I definitely think that's something that you want to look towards. This is action network podcast producer, Matt Mitchell here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new signup offer for our listeners 
a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right. Well, let's talk about the Broncos, that other team in the division, because I think both you and I have the Broncos in our playoffs and that might be a surprise for listeners. Yeah. So tell me about Denver. What, what, what is, you know, Denver is not a team that is in most team, most prognosticators playoffs. So what, what is it that we love about them? I mean, I think I think a lot of people love Denver. And I mean, you know, I've been saying it all year. We've both been saying it all year. We we both put out a win totals piece back in March where we took the Denver Broncos over seven and a half wins is now up to eight and a half. I still think that's playable. I mean, when you look at the NFL, the landscape last year, San Francisco built a hospital over (laughs) in the Bay Area. I think. Denver, they also built their own because they were 26 in adjusted games, lost to injury. I mean, they lost everybody on both sides of the ball. You know, they lost the most EPA in the NFL due to turnovers, and that's largely due to Drew Lott. And now you have a guy in Teddy Bridgewater who, you know, he's – if you look up the definition of mediocre in the dictionary, Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> should be there smiling at you because that's all he's – he's just a mediocre quarterback and – this defense with Vic Fangio is going to be good enough to win you some games as long as you don't have a guy who's just turning the ball over. They go from the, the fifth toughest schedule to the second easiest. I really like this team. I think you're going to get some positive regression. Go over eight and a half wins. I think this is a playoff team, but eight and a half is, is right where they should be at. Yeah, I like Denver a lot. To me, this team reminds me a whole lot of like the Bears teams we've seen over the last decade, the Jaguars from a few years ago when they they had, you know, teams that have an elite, elite defense and then just enough offense. Just just don't be terrible. Just don't screw up and throw an interception, you know, and put the other team in the red zone. Just stay out of the way and let our defense do the thing. And that's why Teddy was the right player to, to play quarterback. I would not like this team. If they if they switch over to Drew Locke, I'm out. I, I want no part of Drew Locke. I want Teddy to just hand the ball off, throw some four-yard passes to his own teammates. That's it. That's all I'm asking for, and that's exactly what Teddy is supposed to do. So with a team like this, you, you got to play the right schedule, and this is the right schedule. Denver had a bottom five schedule last year. This year, they by ESPN FPI, they have the easiest schedule in the league. They have eight games against teams that I have in the bottom ten. Bengals, Lions, Eagles, Jets, Jaguars, Giants, and then twice against the Raiders. Eight games. That's half of your schedule. Well, not anymore, but it's it's eight out of 17 of your schedule. So 
the schedule breaks their way. The floor is high. The defense is the best defense in the league, I think. Bradley Chubb, I love Von Miller being back. Cal Fuller and Patrick Sertain at the corners. Uh, Justin Simmons plus Fangio. Like, I think this is a very good high floor regular season team that I can't wait to bet on all year and then fade the moment we get to the playoffs and everything changes. So that's the Broncos. We are seven teams into the AFC Blitz. We have yet to talk about anybody from that other division, the AFC South. And that's where we're going to head next for the Colts and the Titans. Boy, this division, not great. Not a great division. We are not high in the teams in this division. Mm. Let's start out with the Colts and whatever is left of them. Carson Wentz is uh, sitting at home in quarantine, and it looks like he's going to be back probably like Thursday or Friday before week one. I think he's practiced approximately 12 seconds with his new team at this point. But, uh, you know, I guess he gets a little more time to get healthy. Like, I don't, Carson, you're my guy, but I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is out. Eric Fisher is supposed to be in that left tackle, but it looks like he's not going to be playing for a while. Quentin Nelson, the left guard, the, the best player on the team is still out. Ryan Kelly is in quarantine. He's their center. Like, I don't know what's left on this offense. I have the Colts as my division winner by default, but I don't you know, like, this is the the least strong feeling of default. Like, their defense is pretty good. I kind of had them just as like, well, they're a high floor, kind of a Denverish version that like, sure, they can just win a few games. I don't even know if they can do that anymore. Did you trust these Colts at all? I don't trust this Colts team at all. You know, when I watched that defense last year, I always thought they were a little bit overrated by the metrics. And I think that's going to continue this year. I mean, I felt like they were they were really, really lucky last year. And they, they got Fisher from Kansas City on the offensive line, but he's going to be out with the Achilles injury. They don't have anybody to replace him. Wentz is just a total mess. This guy's led the NFL in fumbles. He's been a turnover machine. A lot of people are high on him thinking that, you know, Frank Wright is just going to correct all his mistakes. But to me, he comes off like a punch drunk boxer. I mean, he's been hit so many times that, and I just don't think he's going to be the same guy. So to me, I'm I'm going to coast minus 110 to miss the playoffs. I'm not high on this team at all. I think some of the other teams in the division, honestly, I, I'm not that high on the Tennessee Titans. I'm not that high on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I think one of them could, you know, come through and steal it. Yeah, I've got a couple of bets on my on my board here for the Colts, but the more I talk about it, the more we talk about it, I think I'm just going to pass on this team. I just don't feel good about the team. I feel like things could really go wrong here. And I'm just realizing I forgot to give out my best bet for Denver. So I'm going to pass on a Colts best bet and circle back for a Denver bet that I actually like instead. So tomorrow at the Action Network, probably today as you are listening to this, I have a, a uh, article coming out on the team that can go worst to first in the division. 16 of the last 18 years, a team has gone worst to first, at least one team. And I think the Denver Broncos can do it this year. If they're as good as we say, and if the Chiefs do take a step back, then they can get within a game or two, and then who knows? And I actually like how Denver matches up against Kansas City as well, just running the ball, staying safe, and playing a lot of defense. Plus 900 for the Denver Broncos to win the division. And here's another long shot for you that I really like. Plus 1,000 for the Broncos to start 4-0. They start against the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. Those are bad teams that the Broncos' defense should let them win, and then they are host to the Baltimore Ravens. I don't love them in that matchup, but I don't hate it either. The defense can keep them in it, and you got a great hedge opportunity because the Broncos are probably 3-0. and I didn't find that anywhere to bet, but 4-0 and for plus 1,000, I've got some outs there. So 
That's my Colts bet is skipping the Colts and betting on the Broncos instead. So if we're out on the Colts, are we in on the Titans? Because that is the other team in the division. And uh, I'll start because I'm not. I'm not in on the Titans. I'm not in on the Colts. I'm out on everything. I'm out on the AFC South. I, I want badly to find anybody in this division to bet on. But I, my just this is just a gut instinct. I just feel with Arthur Smith gone on this team, I just don't believe in them. Julio Jones is here, but here's who's not here. Corey Davis is gone. Johnny Smith is gone. Jadavian Clowney, Adderay Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Kenny Vaccaro. There's a lot of guys gone from this team. And Arthur Smith really elevated the offense. I don't know if I trust Ryan Tannehill without him. Derrick Henry has like 7,000 carries the last two years, and I don't really trust that to, to keep up. Julio Jones is, is a little over the hill at this point. Again, I want to believe in Tennessee just because you have to believe in somebody, but I don't know. Do, do you like Tennessee at all? You know, it's so interesting. I just wrote an article today about Derrick Henry, the curse of 370 carries, um, running backs and how they perform with 400 touches and why you should be fading him this upcoming season. So that, that should be out, you know, any second, tonight, tomorrow. But I just wrote that. I actually just finished it today. So I, I think the Titans are going to take a step back from that aspect. But more and more I look at it, when I, when I look at this division, I it feels like the, the NFC North to me. You know, I came into this season feeling like I'm going to fade the Titans because Mike Vrabel was supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach. And their defense has been horrible. And you know, they haven't really done anything to improve the defense. I know they brought in Bud Dupree, but I just don't see how that changes too much for this team. But they may end up winning this division by default. And and I think that's what it, it kind of looks like to me because when I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, it, it just feels like they're in over their head in their first season with, with their head coach. Um, when I look at this Colts team, it, it feels like a mess. So it's just like, I, I just don't see how any other team beats them. So for me, they're going to have a good enough offense. I think, you know, you have weapons. So I'm going to take the Titans to win the AFC North at minus 110. I think it's it's low enough to where you put yourself in a position to where you can hedge. They should be Arizona week one. And I think you can reevaluate it over the course of the season. Yeah, my bet here is just on the Titans and the Colts in either order to finish top two in the division. It just, I, it's a bet against Jacksonville and Houston as much as it is on these two teams. I think that even as much as I'm not in on the Colts or Titans, there's still a floor there that's going to keep them, you know, floating near the top of, of a drowning division. But even that is at minus 200. So I'm probably not going to put a lot on there. So let's keep moving here as we, we continue our blitz. And here's a team that I think our listeners might be surprised we have not gotten to yet. They're 10th on our list. They're the Miami Dolphins. And a lot of people seem to just kind of think the Dolphins are going to be good again, that they're going to win 9, 10, 11 games. They're going to be a playoff team. I don't like the Dolphins. And I don't really understand why everyone else likes the Dolphins either. Their offensive line is not good. They don't have a running back. I don't know if Tua can play yet. The receivers should be good, but Devontae Parker always gets hurt. Will Fuller always gets hurt. Jalen Waddle missed most of last season. So I don't know what we're getting there. The defense lost Kyle Van Noy. They lost Shaq Lawson. They were good last year, but I'm a little worried. There, there are some of those things that are unsustainable there. They had a ton of interceptions, and that doesn't usually carry over from year to year. Um, they also were absolutely phenomenal on third down. They were 31% stop on third down, which was by far the best 
that's another number that doesn't typically carry over from one year to the next. So to me, Miami is my absolute favorite regression team on the board. I think that, you know, they're at that 9.5. The under 9.5 is my favorite under or favorite one on the entire board here. I have them at 7.7. I actually might look at the under seven and a half, which is plus 210. Another one is plus 500 to finish bottom of the division. I think it's in play because I think New England has a floor. I do like the Jets a little bit. I just think Miami, I don't think they're going to be bad, but I don't think they'll be very good. Yeah, I think we're in total agreement with that. And, you know, I was actually going to go under nine and a half wins, but I see, but like you said, I mean, they had a plus nine turnover differential. They had 18 interceptions, 11 fumbles. I mean, there were some games where it just felt like the defense was just scoring points for them. Anytime you have that type of turnover luck, it's going to regress to the mean the following year. None of us are truly believers in Tua. Um, I'm not quite sure the Dolphins even believe in Tua. Now, before you make this bet, I think the first thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that they're not trading for Deshaun Watson. We don't know the details of what's going on with him and his status and his career. Um, but there has been rumors that the Dolphins want to trade for Watson. So I think you want to make sure that that doesn't happen bef- before you you put your win total in. But I, I like the under. Yeah, so we are out on the Dolphins. Another team that I think we are out on that a lot of people, again, seem to have kind of in the playoff mix. And I just don't think that they're quite the level that people are assuming to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're number 11 on our list. Again, I think might be a surprise that they're this low for us. So Raheem, I think both of us are out on the Steelers. Why are you out on the Pittsburgh this year? I mean, this 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 Steelers team is just not a team that I want to back. I mean, I think they're a team to me that, you know, this the Steelers have only had like four coaches in the history of <laughs> of their entire existence. And it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to see timeline out after this year. I mean, wow. Big Ben is on his last legs. Mason Rudolph is the is the backup. There's just so much downside with this team. This team, they don't have a good offensive line. They still have a top-tier defense, but I think even that defense is gonna take a step back. So I mean, I just don't see a lot of upside. The cream of the crop in this division are the Browns and the Ravens. I'm going under eight and a half wins, minus 200 to miss the playoffs. I think no, there's no way in hell that this team is a playoff team. So that's where I'm going with. Yeah, I can't quite get there on the no chance of the playoffs just because the AFC is so soft. And if the defense is competent, you could get like the Denver thing we're talking about here. I don't certainly don't have them in. Um, but yeah, I, I'm out on Pittsburgh. The O-line was decimated. DeCastro, Pouncey, and Villanueva are all gone. I think the three guys they added on this team are arguably downgrades from what they had before. Um, like Bud Dupree they brought in, or Bud Dupree is gone. Uh, and for Ingram now, I think that's their second best pass rusher that's gone. They lost two of their top three corners. Ben looks washed. Like Ben has looked washed for a couple of years. Big Ben is like so washed. He's one of those like washed pairs of jeans that is tattered and faded. And like your mom is like, dude, you got to throw those out. You can't wear those anymore, but they're your favorites. So you just keep wearing them year after year. Like now it's, it, it's time to go. Like, I think this, this is the end and it might be past the end. The Steelers were seven and two and one score games last year. They're, they're the fifth healthiest team. They had the second easiest schedule It's going to go the other direction, all that stuff this year. So I'm taking Pittsburgh under two and a half division wins at plus plus one fifty. Uh, again, we yeah. like Baltimore and Cleveland a lot. I think it's very possible they go 0-4 on, on those four games, and that's it. Then you're out. So yeah. to go over two and a half division wins, 
they either have to beat Cincinnati both times and win one of those games. And if they don't sweep Cincinnati, now they got to win two of those other games. I just don't see it, especially at plus 150. I really like that one. Think about last year. They got really lucky. They played a lot of backup quarterbacks. They played RG3. They played Driscoll. They played Gilbert, Luton, Finley. Like, they're not going to be playing that many backups <laughs> this year. I mean, right out the gate, you got Josh Allen and you're on your road. Then, then you go to Vegas. Then you go to Cincinnati. Then you got Green Bay. I mean, this is a tough schedule. I mean, they got to face Russell Wilson. Like, they got to play Pat Mahomes. They got a first-place schedule. So, yeah, it's looking rough for them this year. If you just named off quarterbacks that I forgot existed on planet Earth, like, kudos on your memory, Luton and these other guys. Like, I forgot that they are, are humans that are still on the planet playing football <laughs> somewhere. So, it's not that this year. It's going to be bad. On to our bottom five teams that we have out of the playoffs. We actually have these five exactly the same in order. So the next one at number 12 is the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that both of us probably don't hate the Raiders. It's just that we like the division and it's a tough spot for them. The Raiders blew up their line, they, the offensive line, for no reason. Uh, they overpaid Kenyon Drake for no reason when they've already you know, spent so much on Josh Jacobs. I just think that this team, it, they're kind of, to me, the AFC version of the Cardinals in that I don't trust the coach and coaching system. And I like the other three teams in the division. I just don't believe in the Raiders. So for me, the Raiders last in the division is minus 180. I don't quite love that just because I could see a couple of those other teams, Chargers or Broncos, like really falling out just in case. Here's what I do like. The Raiders can go 0-6 in the division and it's plus 1,600. And I like, I, again, I've got all three other teams in division making the playoffs here. It's tough to go 0-6 in your division. I don't think that the Raiders are that bad necessarily, but at 16 to one, I like my chances to just lose a bunch of games to teams that are all clearly better to me. It's very tough to see anything. And this is, this is a perfectly average team. I mean, this team hasn't really drafted well. I mean, other than drafting Waller and fantasy, there's not too many bets that I have for this, this team. (laughs) I just think they're going to be a perfectly average team to be honest. All right. Well, let's move to our next team, which is the New York football jets. Coming in 13th on our list, not 14th, not 15th. Jets fans, you did it. This is your Super Bowl win. You moved up to 13th on our list. And I think that's the thing with the Jets. I think that they kind of move up this year. So you're, you said that you're a little high on the Jets. So why do you like them? I just think they're going to have a decent offense. You know, I, I did this on a radio show earlier, but I think their offense is going to be solid. You know, you got Zach Wilson and then you got, you know, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder. You know, there was some sharp money that actually hit the total in their opening game because the Panthers, we like the over 43. We grabbed that about a week ago. It's it's up to 44 and a half right now. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you might want to grab that before it hits the key number of 45. 44 and a half is 44 is key, but 45 is also key. But yeah, I, I really like that over. I think that this offense is going to be solid. They can't really stop anybody on defense, even though they brought in Robert Sala. But I think they're going to be one of those young, exciting teams that you you kind of almost like if if we were watching NBA League Pass, they're a League Pass team. So I think that they're one of those teams that you want to check out. They're going to be fun to watch, kind of like the Chargers last year, because they got a, a young rookie quarterback and some decent weapons. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, that that cannot be overstated is how much it matters to replace Adam Gase with like a stick, like literally anything else. But not just that. I actually really like Robert Sala and I really like Mike LeFleur running the offense, like watching the preseason. 
they're, they're putting Zach Wilson in a really good spot to succeed. There's giving him easy throws. They're making life easy on him. And not every coach does that. Like that's, that's why we're fading some of these other teams. Like the, the, you know, the Bengals who we'll talk about in a second and the Cardinals, I think that they're going to make the jets a lot better just by having competence, competence on the offensive line, competence at quarterback. Even if Zach Wilson is fine, that could be a huge upgrade from Sam Darnold. I think that just competence can improve this team. So th- here's my longest shot on the board, but I actually don't think it should be this long. So I think the Jets have a chance to not finish in the bottom of this division. And I don't like the Dolphins at all. And I don't really love the Patriots. So I was looking at, okay, can the Jets move all the way up to second in the division? I could see there being like all three of those teams get like six, seven, eight wins. So if the Jets win a couple of head-to-head games. They're plus 650 to finish second. However, I already know who's going to win the division. The Bills are going to win the division. So I can take Bills first, Jets second, plus 1,800 to get that one. Uh, that that's uh, at BetMGM, our odds sponsor. So eighteen to one for the Jets to move all the way up to second. And if you really want to go crazy, you can go the exacto, play all four in order. And if you think Miami is out and they're the bottom team, we, I recommended that one earlier. So the division goes: Bills one, Jets two, Patriots three, Dolphins four. That's at plus thirty five hundred. To me, those are long shot odds but I kind of think that's how the division orders out. I could see the Jets doing just enough to, to sneak ahead of those teams. Am I absolutely crazy to think at 35 to one that we could end up with that order? I don't know, man. I, it's tough. I wouldn't take the bet, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I just think, I, I think for me, I, I'm high on the Patriots and I don't think the Buffalo is going to drop that low. So it, I, I'm, I'm struggling with it. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think I'm going to take it. It's kind of like the, the story of Raheem and Brandon talking about that. So let's move <laughs> on to the Bengals, our last non-abysmal team in the AFC. The Bengals are kind of my version of the Panthers, a team that I just haven't thought a ton about because I don't think that they're very good. I don't think that they're awful. The division is tough. I don't like Zach Taylor coaching this team. They lost a lot of talent. Carl Lawson's gone. William Jackson's gone. Geno Atkins. I just feel like the Bengals are in kind of an in-between they're getting better in time, but not yet. I'm under six and a half on them. I don't have too much else to say. What do you think about Cincinnati? We're both out on Zach Taylor. They don't have a great offensive line at all. The defense is, like you said, they, they lost their best defender on William Jackson. He's going over to the Washington football team, who I love. I think the under six and a half is totally in play. I'm with you. All right. Well, we've got two teams left in our blitz, and we are back to the teams, the division that we have been hating on throughout the AFC South. So we got the Jaguars and the Texans. We don't like the Colts. We don't like the Titans. That should mean that maybe, maybe one of these teams could break through and win the division. It sure as heck doesn't seem like it could be the Texans. So could it be the Jaguars? They were one in 50 in last year. The one was in week one against the Colts. So they're on a 15-game losing streak. I have them bottom seven on offense and on defense. The reason why I can't quite get behind this team right now is Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. I like Lawrence, but I don't quite love him the way that I think he's been hyped up in draft circles. Like I don't think he's the next Andrew Luck to come through the draft. He also has played, he played on the best team in high school and the best team in college. Like he had so much talent around him and now he's on the Jaguars. So I think that's going to be a rude adjustment and urban Meyer, same sort of thing. Urban didn't have to be like, wait, we have who at linebacker. What's our offensive line. 
he could just go out and like recruit seven more guys and be like, that's our offensive line. Now, what do you feel about that? You can't do that in the NFL. That's not what the Jaguars mm-hmm. are like that. This is, this is the bad place. Jaguars, not the good place. Jaguars. So I, I don't know. I so badly want to talk myself into this team to win the division, but I really struggle to find something I like about them. I mean, I think that the thing that to like about this team is positive regression. I mean, they were 0-5 in, in, in one-score games. They were 27th in turnover differential. This team, at some point, you're going to regress. I mean, you're not going to be 27th in turnovers two years in a row. They're going to force more takeaways. They got Shaquille Griffin. They got a better quarterback. I'm not really high on Urban Meyer. I think he's a little in over his head. But I just, I just think they, they had some, some, some really, really, really bad luck last year. They were, they were competitive. They were one in fifteen, and it didn't feel like they were as bad as what we expect Houston to be this year. No, I agree. So, so before we get to Houston, here's my bet that you can't make right now. But here, here's what I'm going to recommend. That's a little crazy. So Jacksonville and Houston play each other week one. So unless they kiss their sister and tie, one of these teams has to get a win the first week. Jacksonville's favored, but I actually think Houston might win that game. So here's my play. What if you wait this out? It's Trevor Lawrence debuting on the road as a rookie. It's Urban Meyer's first first time. If they lose that game, like, look, we spent all months and months talking about how bad Houston is. We're going to get back to them in a second. Houston steals the win in a close game. Now, finally, the Jaguars' odds bottom out in the division now I'm going to bet them to win the division because right now the odds aren't enough for me to, to bother risking it. But we agree the division is really bad. And if they lose to the Texans in week one, and it's like, wait, the team that was supposed to be the worst in the league just beat you, those odds plummet. And now I might nibble a little bit just to see, just to see what could happen in a horrible division. Am I, am I crazy? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, I, like, I, I think – you know, we spoke earlier about how we're not really high on the Colts. We're not really that high on the Titans. You know, obviously, I took the Titans to, to make the playoffs just because I think they're they're probably on paper. They have the best offense in this division. But I'm, I'm not mad at, you know, taking a flyer on the Jaguars. I mean, every year, I think, you know, Stucky did an article on, on worst to first. And I think he mentioned the Jaguars. And I, I'm, I, I think it's a, it's a good flyer. Well, let's finish up talking about the Texans here. As we said, the Texans play the Jaguars in week one. I think Houston has just scheduled Bishop Sycamore in week two, and, and Houston's actually a three-point <laughs> underdog in that game. This team is awful. Like, I, on my, I, I keep a spreadsheet ranking all the position groups and green for good, red for bad, depending on where I got the number. Here's the, the spots where Texans are, are bold red, where they're very bad among the worst in the league. Here's the position groups. Quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, safety, special teams, and coach. Guess what? That's pretty much the football team. I just listed off all the positions on the football team, except for cornerback and linebacker. Those are the only two positions where they're not awful. This roster is terrible. Houston going 0-6 in the division is plus 700. I know I literally just said I think that they might win the first week, but I think if they don't win that game, that's the, like, this is their most winnable game on the schedule, a home game against Jacksonville. Like if they don't win that one, I don't know when the next win is coming, no matter how bad Indianapolis and Tennessee get, I don't think they're beating them. So if they do lose the first week, then you really only have to fade another Jacksonville game to get to the 700 on the and six in the division. Uh, so is there any reason for any, should anyone even watch Houston play football this year? 
I mean, if you're betting, I mean, I think the first couple of weeks of the season, I think there's always some value betting on teams before the lines adjust. I think at some point we could see we could see Houston catching 16, 17, maybe 20 at some point. So <laughs> so just just to kind of wrap things up here on our blitz, I'm not sure our blitz made it home again. We came out strong, but there's so many teams out here and the AFC is Patrick Mahomes just mowing us down. But Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, along with the Browns and the Ravens, those are the teams that we think are the teams to beat in the AFC. Maybe the Bills, depending on what you think about them. After that, it gets really murky. Maybe it's the Patriots. Maybe not for me. Maybe it's the Chargers. Maybe not for Raheem. Denver is a team that we like in there. The AFC South, God knows what's going to happen. So as we wrap up here, um, I'm going to give you my three best bets from today. And then Raheem, let's get your three best bets as well. So for me today, looking back at everything we talked about, I like Baltimore and Cleveland to finish top two in the division at minus 125. I'm going to pair with that too, one that I haven't actually said yet. I like the AFC North to win the AFC Conference at plus 280. I've been talking about how I'm not in on the Bills and I'm sort of fading the Chiefs. That leaves Cleveland and Baltimore. So that kind of ties with that one. Buffalo to win the division at minus 160. And then just fading fading the Miami Dolphins in all the ways I can fade them. Under nine and a half, 500 last in the division, all the other ways. So those are my best bets. Raheem, what are yours from today? I just realized you totally skipped over me making my bet on the Houston Texans. My my bet on the Houston Texans was the Texans' exact finishing position is fourth minus 230. That is stealing money. So I think that's going to be probably one of my best bets. The other one would obviously be the Broncos over eight and a half wins. You know, you guys know I'm really, really high on the Broncos. And then the last one, I think I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. All three of the bets, over 10 and a half wins. Browns to win the Super Bowl, plus 1,600. And Browns, plus 750 to win the AFC. We're hiring the Browns, so we're rolling with them. All in on the Cleveland Browns train. Let's go. So that, that is going to wrap it up for our AFC preview blitz. Don't forget to check out the NFC blitz from earlier this week. Don't forget about those win total over-unders from Stucky, Raybon, and Kerner. That's all on the Action Network podcast feed. Make sure to check out the Fantasy Flex, too. It's Labor Day weekend coming up. I know a lot of you got your drafts out there. Uh, Raybon and Kerner just had a great props podcast, and Samantha Praviti has her weekly episode just launched this week. Raheem and I will be back later this week with our season leaders. So who's going to lead the NFL in passing yards, rushing yards, receiving touchdowns, all that good stuff. Uh, We've got lots of articles covering all those all week long as well. Starting next week, NFL is back. On Wednesdays, you will get Raybon and Stucky's NFL betting guide every week. Raheem and I will be with you on Monday and Friday. Early in the week, we will recap the games from a Sunday from a betting point of view. We'll look at Monday Night Football and get some early week hot reads. And then Friday, we'll be back for a quick run up and down the NFL betting board heading into the weekend. That is going to wrap it up for our podcast for today. I'm Brandon Anderson for Raheem Palmer. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.